Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Roundtable Discussion with Healers, Coaches, and, and Beyond. I'm Natalie Delane, and I'm from NVibe Life Coaching. And today's topic, last week we spoke about nightmares, what they are, what they could mean, how we can work through them, what's coming up, how to release. And this week is kind of a part two. We're going to talk more about some of our personal experiences, which we just felt called to share um, as a follow-up to last week's uh, episode. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. Victoria Mador here from Soul Healing Tribe. Yes, this is Amelvis from The Four Elements Healing. Hi, everyone. It's MJ Marshall with MJ Guiding Others. So I'm a little nervous, I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is a topic for me. I had the the full array. I had night terrors as a child, the hallucinations, the sleeping while awake. Like I've had so many experiences. And last week, we definitely talked, we got into what nightmares are. Today, I'm, I'm a little nervous to share what some of mine are. So I'm just going to go for it, rip off the Band-Aid. So when I was a child, and even up until like early 20s, I would have a figure that would stand and it was always typically to the right side of me so if I'm laying down the figure would show up on this side of me and it was a figure because I couldn't see features but what I did feel was like my energy was being sucked out of my body and it was going towards this figure and it felt it kind of felt like current so for people who don't really experience energy in their bodies, it's like if you feel cold and hot and like you can feel that 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 shifting of energy or shifting of temperatures, that's how it felt like like I was getting sucked energetically out by this figure. Um, and every time it's shown up, it feels masculine. Again, I don't see features, so I don't know. But based off what it felt like, it always kind of felt masculine. And uh it started when I was a child and I would go to bed, close my eyes, and then I'd wake up to the sensation of somebody standing there. They don't say or look at me or do anything, but it's that sensation. And then I would, I guess, try to speak. Sometimes I couldn't, sometimes I couldn't move. Sometimes I'd call out for my parents. Um, but one of the latest times that I remember it happening was I was in Florida for spring break when I lived in New York. We were on a flight with my girlfriends and I was in the aisle seat and I was kind of nodding off from spring break, you know, I was tired. I was nodding off and it came, it was, I was on the plane. It, it was doing the thing. I like quickly tried to shake it off. And I told my girlfriends that were with me. And then a few minutes later, we had to deboard the plane because there was something wrong with the plane. So that was just weird because my friends were like, well, maybe it's a good thing. Like, you know, who knows what's, what's happening? Maybe this is a really good thing because we're, we're not just playing maybe. And so, I don't know. I just share that piece, but. I, I'm sorry. How long did, that, did it last when you were a child? Lasts, um, when I was a child and then when I was in bed, it would last for maybe, I mean, in my perception, five to yeah. 10 minutes, five mm -hmm. to 10 minutes. This last time when I was older, um, maybe it was like a couple of minutes, not long because I felt it and I like, I like shook myself out of it. Mm. So I don't know, is this a nightmare, guys? What is it? I still don't have the answers and just wanted to share in the hopes that we can talk about it and anyone else that has these experiences can relate. So what is your, I guess, to define if it is a nightmare or not, is Rai subjected to 
the person having the dream or the nightmare? Like in that moment, what did you feel? So yes, it was a nightmare because I was scared out of my being. I was scared. I was frightened. And I, I, I sometimes had the sleep paralysis, which we talked about. But I felt so conscious, conscious and aware, like, and the fact that like, I could physically feel repeatedly, like the wave of energy getting drawn out of me. And it almost felt like a circle, like, it was just getting pulled out of me. And so that part of me makes me feel like I was awake. And then I was also a child. And sometimes we go in between sleep and wake and as a child so quickly. So I'm not sure. Um, and what happened after? After the nightmare? What did you feel after? I would still be scared. I definitely experienced just being fearful of even going to sleep or waking up or I, I would try to go back to sleep, but a lot of times I didn't until the sun came up. Um, and then I would and fall. What about your physical reactions though? Did you feel like you were tired or no? The next day, you know, I don't remember. It's kind of like a block. I, I That's a really good question, Victoria. I don't remember. I do remember that whole night I was just like in this state of like survival mode, like don't come back. I'm going to try to go to sleep. So, but I don't remember what I felt the next day, to be honest. I think it, maybe I blocked it out. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting one because I can see a few things going on there, but you know, (laughs) I'm going to leave that to your imagination. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Since then though, I've, I have rituals of kind of clearing my energy before bed, deep breathing, meditating, but not like deep, deep, long meditations because I don't like to fall asleep in meditation. So I've since, and I have some crystals by my bed. Um, I call in my team of angels and Archangel Michael. So like I have a ritual now and it hasn't happened in over 20 years. So oh, okay. Um, so you have overcome I Okay. Yeah. So maybe I have, which is kind of fun. I never even really thought about it. The only reason I remembered it was because of our conversation on our last podcast. So, but I'm okay with being, having overcome that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it it was, it was just scary and scary. And I felt helpless, which was one of the, one of the things we defined as having a nightmare. You just have that like frightened, helpless feeling. And I didn't like it. Yeah. So for like, okay, I'll give you a quick overview of what I feel could be. And I see three different scenarios and there could be so many more. Like one is either a metaphor for something that is happening in life, in childhood and later on. Right. So your higher self giving you a similar story of what is happening right now. Right. Yeah. Or a past life where something similar like this is happening or another dimension where your energy is actually being taken by something else. So exciting alone. Definitely yeah. the last two. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, uh, when I was younger and, you know, and, and going through this, I felt it was a, the latter, the third option. I felt like it was something from another realm, dimension, plane taking my energy and not like a good thing either yeah so the hence why yeah it (laughs) it felt like it too and again this is why I was so nervous to talk about this because it's kind of a little embarrassing I don't really know I don't remember I'm way past those years 
But uh, I love that you said that I have perhaps overcome it because it really hasn't happened. And I, you know, I really stick to my rituals now, my nighttime rituals, which give me much better dreams. I still have nightmares, but they're not like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So what are your nightmares now? Like, are they're not at all like that? Uh, my nightmares now, I feel like, are like the generic nightmares. And sometimes they become like adventure dreams. So I think like Victoria, I love dream world. It's like another, and I'm a lucid dreamer. So like for me, it's like another playground. So my nightmares are like, there's an apocalypse. There's like some kind of creature that's like killing everybody. And then I like come with my gun or my knife and I like kill them. <laughs> but so, but it's a little scary, but also like adventure type, like a, like Walking Dead and like a, a video game mixed together. So and then I have the ones where like I'm falling and I wake up abruptly. Um, I, I It's funny. I can't remember. Okay. I did have a nightmare the other day. And it was that there was a woman who's possessed by a demon. And the only way we can suppress the demon from coming out and doing things was having a towel over her head like this. And it was a yellow little towel. And then for some reason, some guys came and removed the towel. And I was like, you can't remove the towel because when you do that, it makes the demon come out. We can't, we can't control her. And we're trying to save her. Wait, what, what happened to your screen? I don't know. Screen? There we go. Okay, there. That was weird. That um, was weird. <laughs> Um, so they removed the towel, the demon started coming out and then the demon was starting to come into me. And then I was like, no, no, no. I was trying to fight it. And then I just woke up, but that was also scary. So I guess I still have cuckoo nightmares, but less. And, um, my moment of fear is smaller too. Like I'll get up, go to the restroom, put the light on, breathe, like, pray again, call in my angels, right? Like I, I'll do certain things to like help me because as a child, I didn't know. And when you're a child, you don't sometimes know that you're dreaming and that's why it's scarier. So at least now, at least I, at least I hope I'm dreaming. I mean, I think so. I don't know. I think so. What about you guys? What are your nightmares like, if any, or any other from your past? So Natalie, I wanted to tell you about something that happened to me yeah in your story so okay so I told you guys before that I used to you know uh practice astral projecting right so before I did that I never had sleep paralysis when I started actively trying to do the sleep um the astral projection the sleep paralysis developed and what was happening is my sleep cycle was off because I was setting my alarm for like three o'clock in the morning three or four o'clock in the morning so I could meditate then I would meditate and like envision the rope method and whatnot. And when, when it finally happened, um, I started astral projecting and things were going great until it started not going so great. And I would feel like the presence, like you said, I could feel the presence. I wouldn't see the, see anything. I can just feel that it was scary. It was so scary that I didn't even want to come out of my body. Like I was like, uh-uh, I'm not coming out of my body because I know it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Cuckoo's gonna get me. <laughs> and there was this a large amount of fear, and everything will always look like what it would look like in my my apartment. Everything was in place. I could just just feel it that it was there. Or if I was to see visuals, I could see the visuals, but nothing was altered in the um in my actual living space. 
So I'm wondering if that's what you were doing. Were you astral projecting during that time and those things were happening? Because it sounds similar to what was happening to me. Yeah, I, uh, I was happy I didn't know about astral projecting. I call it traveling. I didn't know about it as a child. Perhaps I did it without knowing. In fact, I I probably did because I tend I used to have a lot of dreams about being on top of my house and seeing into my house. So maybe I was and like I you don't know about those things as a child in my household did not talk about this stuff. So yeah, maybe that's such a really good connection. So do you the, MJ, do you, sorry, do you still experience it, MJ? Well, I haven't astral projected in in a while. So and one of the things is because I totally left that. Um, you know, there were a lot of scary things that I didn't overcome and I wanted to completely take care of my healing part. So when I do experience it again, it doesn't happen like it happened before because that was some scary stuff, you know, that where I had to sleep with the light on for years. I'm talking about over a decade. <laughs> okay. And, and I, I think what you're saying and Jay is that when she's leaving, you're thinking that it is her leaving to do astral projecting? Yeah, from what I from what I experienced with myself, because when I was astral projecting, there when I wasn't fearful, I had good experiences. Like I got up and I moved around and checked yeah. out my apartment. And when that fear came, you know, and I don't know if it was connected to it, probably was something that was going on in my life where I was scared about certain things, certain things I didn't deal with that I was bringing that in to the astral projection. Then that fear was attracting whatever, you know, what it was. I'm not sure, but it was something scary. Whatever else you sense or the fear of you leaving your body. I believe to be honest, I believe that the fear that I felt attracted, whatever can be fearful in the astral world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm trying to clarify. Are you saying that when she feels her energy is being sucked away, that it could be her leaving because she's going to astral project? Where is the fear of the other entity that you sense around? Or are you saying that that's you too? Well, I'm saying like, if she's scared of something, right? If she says that, she, Nelly, if you said that you're scared about something, Maybe that's one of your uh, your deeper fears of being having something, having your energy force pulled out of you, right? So some of the things that I would see in the astral uh, world, or some of the the, the feelings that I would would feel, is coming from some of my worst fears. And if I feel like, oh, this monster is going to get me, I'm attracting whatever. You got shape shifters and all kind of things that the the terrorize you. If you're, you're scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the astral realm is very complicated. And I think a lot of people that are um, naive or just trying to ignore the other side um, really don't pay attention to that because it's too much to comprehend when you're trying to focus on the lighter things of life. But in the astral planes, we have absolutely anything that we can imagine from sci-fi movies and, you know, like fantasy and it's all there. Yeah. So. And, and, and whatever our brains 
create ourselves that hasn't come exactly. out on TV yet, which, yeah. Yeah. So the, I had a client where she was having something similar to what you say about your experience in Jay, where she felt similar to you too, Natalie, where she felt she was leaving her body, but it wasn't being sucked away. It was her actually coming out of her body, going through a tunnel and getting super scared about making it to the other side. Mm. When in the session, she goes to the other side, she realizes the other side is, you know, where the light is. But first she had to go through all of that darkness and it was very symbolic and almost like a death within this reality. So, you know, like in shamanism, we call it like an ego day or something like that. And it's one of the many deaths that we have to experience to go through the awakening process, right? Which is why we call it the dark night of the soul. So in her session, she realizes, oh my God, maybe I am going to die. She was having strong feelings that she was going to die to the point where she was preparing herself to die at a very, like now, like at a very young age because of this nightmare that she had for like only six months, but it was so intense where she actually leaving and her body was going through sweats and all of that stuff. And she would wake up sweating completely. And it was a night, like it was really a nightmare. Go ahead, Amelis. Yeah, I was wondering if any, if you guys are having any of the situation with your clients. A lot of my clients are coming in, and and this is something that I'm experiencing as well, um, that they're noticing they're very just fatigued and tired, no matter how much sleep they're getting, right? So, um, so many people are coming in saying, like, I'm just always tired. Um, you know, I went to the doctor, everything's fine. But um, yeah, I was curious if that's something that that any of you are coming across yeah I think it's common for us to experience the fatigue because a lot of us are not getting enough rest during the sleep we're doing work like (laughs) and sometimes it feels more heavy than the work that we do here where you're actually constantly doing something for yourself family even clients, right? If you have clients or random people that you don't know sometimes, I have a lot of clients that are doing a lot of work in the spiritual realm, in the astral plane, and they are tapping into who's going to die next and what is going to happen next. And all of that is taking the healing time away from them to like heal the muscles and repair the, you know, memory and all of that right so yeah you wake up feeling just completely tired before you even get out yeah very exhausting it can be um the work that's done (laughs) yeah absolutely wondering if anybody else wants to share a nightmare share one Uh, and it's a reoccurring nightmare that i had for years it was uh while i was married like the middle of my marriage i was married for like eight years so the middle of my marriage, all the way to the end, I used to have the same, um, well, it wasn't always the same uh, nightmare specifically, but it was always about alligators or crocodiles. And they were always trying to eat me. And I was always trying to escape. Man, it was so bad. Let me tell you what happened. So I was in my bed, right? And then I had just had a nightmare. 
right? And so I woke up and I was like looking around like, okay, everything looks the same like it's supposed to, right? And I stepped on the floor and all of a sudden the floor raised up to the shape of like a crocodile. I was like, oh shit. And, then, <laughs> and then, like what you said, Amelvis and uh, you, Victoria, I was exhausted. Like I was so tired of running and running and running. And then I started, this is before I knew anything about dreams, right? And how they're connected to all of these things. I said, in order to stop having this, I got to start fighting. In my mind, I said, I'm going to have to start fighting these alligators and crocodiles or they're going to always haunt me, right? <laughs> yeah. And I started fighting them because I was going to sleep, manifesting, um, okay, when they come, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. <laughs> But to Amelvis's point, that's exhausting before you even put your head down on the pillow. Like you're having a fight and like getting ready for something yeah. when you're supposed to be like resting. So, yeah. And so you said from the middle of your marriage to the end of your marriage, did you conquer those alligators? And Well, I did. But the thing was, when it first started happening, I wasn't working on anything in uh, my marriage that was going to be constructive, right? So it was just constant arguments, uh, car, you know, all those things. And I was like on autopilot. So I wasn't really sitting down to take the time to work things out. It's just like you wake up and argue here, argue there. And this is just life. It wasn't towards the end when I started fighting them too, that I started working on, okay, I want better for myself, mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, not until recently, I'm connecting. Oh, that's what was happening. <laughs> was actually changing stuff in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it's such about, a happy ending to your nightmares. Yeah. I it think also, some people say that they, they're a symbol of um, transformation too, which I find interesting. Yeah, it's amazing when we can like tie it to something because most of the time these dreams and nightmares are so out there that it's so difficult. Like we said last week, it's, that's when, you know, journaling and, and trying to see the pattern comes in handy. But um, for myself, I had, I've had this, a nightmare since I was very young, since I was probably like five or six. And that's, it's the only dream that I can remember consistently having mm -hmm. uh, where I am in this car back then, it was a little bit different back then back then I would be I would wake up in my father's car and the car would start rolling back through like the town and I was trying to like you know I was hyperventilating trying to stop the car the car wouldn't stop um and that dream has shifted as I grew up uh and it became me driving the car and my body is like completely not cooperating like I cannot press the brake I'm just like I, I feel drugged but I know I'm going to crash and it's so stressful so tiring <laughs> um but the interesting thing is as I've done you know as, as I've been doing work I realize I've realized that one of my things one of the things that I need to work on is I do tend to feel stuck and trapped um, in my day-to-day -day life so as that realization came to me and then I had the dream after that um, I was able to realize that you know these emotions are being 
played out in my dream. It's trying to tell me like, this is something that you need to, uh, to work in. So, um, yeah. Yeah. very interesting thing. But wow. yeah, I love when we can come to the point of like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, both of your examples have, have like a clear like, oh, okay, I can connect it. I can work on it. This means that that's, that's great. And I hope that that happens for most of the people that experience nightmares. Do you guys hear things in your nightmares? Do you get like very vocal messages at all in your nightmares? Has that ever happened to you? Well, yeah, I I think I wasn't, I was going to say that that's common, right? But who am I to say that that's supposed to be common? But yeah, that's pretty common for me to go from a dream to what is considered a nightmare to then into a trance where then things are like coming at 360 perspective and I'm like, oh shoot, this is what it is about, right? For me, uh, one of the nightmares that I used to have as a child, uh, it was terrifying. (laughs) It was a bull or a bunch of bulls running after me. Wow. And they were very vicious, like strong, you know, and just like, whoa, they're coming for me. (laughs) And they would chase me or whoever I was with, like the whole community. The way that they eventually, as a teenager, I realized why they were chasing me because at the beginning I was just so frightened that I didn't get it. As I got older, I was like, oh my God, they're chasing me. But every time they chase me, I end up finding a treasure. So I would find like a lot of gold or a lot of like just treasures. And I'm like, but why are they, if they're going to kill me, why are they chasing me into the treasure, right? Like it didn't make sense. And then eventually yeah. when I got older, one day I said, you know, I have to face this, this bull. And there was one specifically that was coming like so fast and I stood and I I waited like I calculated all the different angles and then I got I grabbed it by the horn and when I grabbed it by the horn it shifted into a man a handsome man and I was like I'm in love with you (laughs) (laughs) and he was one of my protector spirit guys I had no idea obviously as a child so I used to be terrified like I couldn't even even with the cows, because at one point when I was a child, they chased a whole bunch of cows that my grandmother had. They chased me into a closet inside the house at the farmhouse. And I think that's when I developed that fear of the cows and the mm-hmm. bulls. <laughs> so it just continued to amplify the energy. And that, um, that energy of the bull has gifted me so many different beautiful revelations and gifts but it was only after I was able to grab it by the horn. Before yeah. that, it was just chasing me to like- Running. Yeah. Running. <laughs> I was gonna die every time. <laughs> and it, it's interesting, you said treasures and I thought you meant like a really pretty lake or natural waters, or, but you actually meant like treasure treasure, like you found gold. And I think that that's also really symbolic. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, like you had something of like beyond val- invaluable thing that you're finding and it was your your spirit guide, one of your spirit guides. Yeah, yeah. I did, obviously, I didn't know that as a child. I was yeah. terrified. But the more the relationship 
developed and I would go into other other dimensions even where I was being chased by by bulls. And when I was being chased by the bulls in other dimensions, I was learning about plants and healing and this and that. And then the bull would come and chase me into another part where I was, I guess, afraid of going. So it would chase mm-hmm. me into where I was afraid where of going. Where you needed to, yeah. Right. So and scary. Yeah. And scary. Yeah, like super <laughs> yummy because now you can talk about it. But during it, I'm sure it's very scary. Wow. Two of us had like animal, animal dream, right? Like animal nightmares. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. The gift in learning what it was about and like getting past it and getting the treasure, getting the lesson and moving on and seeing that you've overcome this thing is so beautiful. I um, I recently, um, we probably could, I'll do this quick. I recently realized that I used to hear a lot when I was younger too, or around the same age, between like five and 12 was just like nonstop. And uh, I I was awake because I had just had a nightmare. I I called my parents. They came in. They like go back to sleep. But I just like sat up. I couldn't even lay down. They left the room. I started hearing something. I kept hearing it. I'm like, oh, wow, someone someone's calling their dog outside. Like at this time, like it's weird. But like the sound kept getting closer and closer and closer until finally I realized it was they were saying my name. And then the sound came to like right here, like, you know, like almost like in my ear. And then I yelled and screamed and called my parents. But only until this year was my revelation. And it's that I uh, I turned off my psychic hearing when I was that age because I was so afraid of like hearing it. Like the seeing I still have, I still have my psychic seeing, but like my psychic hearing, I completely turned it off. And um, I was like MJ and a lot of us, we do a lot of courses and we're constantly learning and evolving. And I was taking a course and I realized that I was stuck and my coach was like, what's going on? What's going on? And I finally put this piece together and it's great. But like so many years later, right. And it's, I want all my abilities to come online. I want to be my full authentic self, but it's funny because these nightmares have, have had this effect on me. Tremendous impact, um, Yeah it's had an impact and um, I'm happy now that I'm able to connect those dots but uh it's nightmares are our real thing and I think that's why we're here talking about it like if you guys are having any of these experiences or more or worse like there's treasures lessons overcoming powerful like tools inside of them when we feel that courage to get there um and it may not happen in a day or a week it may happen some 35 years later and it'll it'll happen yeah I think when we are small we are afraid of everything that we can sense feel see right here things we feel alone we feel like nobody's going to understand uh, they're going to call me crazy they're mm. going to send me away you know and that keeps us from opening up and sometimes our grandparents or parents may be going through the same thing but we don't know because we don't we don't, don't speak up it. right right so you know now that we're older when we have our kids and nephews and nieces we also have to pay attention because the same thing may be repeating so being mm-hmm. open channel for them is key you know to be able to embrace 
allow them to embrace who they are. So they don't have to go through what we went through. Yeah. 100%. In my house, as soon as I woke up and I was like, I had a dream, everybody was like, oh, not again. Like everyone <laughs> just shut down and, and like, or guys, I had this nightmare. It's like, no, Nat, we're good. No more. And so I never had that outlet. And I'm not judging. Everyone did their best job and I love my family. But to your point, like we get to be an open channel for the young ones because mm -hmm. I'm sure they're experiencing things. I come from a long bloodline of amazing witches, healers, medicine women. Of course, my generation is going to continue. And so, and I, my niece, I already see her. I already see and feel she sees things that aren't there. And I'm like, okay. So being that open channel for everyone around this is so important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't think I was going to share that. Thank you guys for listening and holding this space for me. Even now talking about this, it feels really good. I'm going to drink a whole lot of water and go for a walk. And <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. thing to have partnership and a round table. Like look at all this expertise that's here. Yeah, I'll, I'll share a quick story. I was very young when I wanted to get rid of my abilities. And I remember that I was like, you know, I will do anything. I need to get rid of this problem. You know, I was able to see people die before they die. I, I could have dreams with them. I could see it, feel it. And it was just so depressive. So I remember I was maybe like nine years old and I said, Tell me what to do to get rid of this, to close it up. And I was, I got the instructions, the recipe. And I got on the roof and I couldn't really get on the roof because I had the running fashion, but somehow I managed to get on the roof of the house. But it was a small house, you know, like in the middle of public, the houses in the patio are super small. <laughs> so I got on the roof. I did what they say at 12, at 12 p.m. I did the crosses that they told me to do with the ingredients that they told me, the poison that I made. <laughs> and it started like quieting down. So later when I wanted them back, oh God, I was like, I will do anything. <laughs> I want my gifts back. <laughs> yeah. I want it all. I'm okay, I can do this. <laughs> so, when you said that you want your abilities back, that's what came back. Like how desperate I was when I, you know, like, I just want it back. I know it's there. I want it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah, it's so difficult. As a child, you don't understand, especially if you, you, know, you don't have the support or the someone to really tell you that, it, that it's okay. And that, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's so important for us to be there for these budding souls. Yeah. They're very, very wise, these kids, you know, they come with so many yeah. supercharged abilities and the dreams and the things that they can see. And so my nephew one time, he said, I saw something in the, in the storage in the back. And we were at, at another house, we lived in another house. And I, you know, like normally somebody would be like, you didn't see anything, nothing is there. I'm like, I'm going back there to see if I can see it. <laughs> I want to see it too. God, you're not going to see it. God, I do I the same say. exact thing. I'm so happy. I do the same exact thing. I'm like, okay, okay, now show me. Where was it? And I go and I'm like, okay, 
let me see what I'm getting from this. It's so I'm happy. So this is this is a new thing, and I'm I'm so happy to be part of this this change because yeah, these kids these kids are powerful. They are, and not just kids, right? Teenagers, youngsters, all of us, and even older than us, people who had, who didn't have support. Right. Right. Yay! Anybody else wants to share one quick story before we're done for today? Share one more quick story. And I'm sharing this because I think it's important. Um, when I was a child, so I believe I was astral projecting back then too. I used to pee in the bed a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So it was to the point where I was getting in trouble for peeing in the bed. But I, and what was happening was I would get up and go to the bathroom, right? And I would sit there and look at the toilet like, okay, yeah, I am awake. I see this toilet here and I'm going to sit down on it and I'm going to pee, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is real. And then I will pee and then I will wake up and I have peed in the bed, right? Mm-hmm. And this was an ongoing thing. And I didn't know how to explain this to my to my mom and yeah. why I was peeing in the bed. She yeah. was just Very like, stop common, right? Right. So if yeah. anyone needs to hear this, um, it, that's what was happening in my, my mind while I was sleeping. I was getting up to use the bathroom. <laughs> Right, you're sure you're in the bathroom because it mm-hmm. feels so real, it, you know. It felt real, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's so I never thought of that. Like you could you're you believed you were actually in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Actually inspecting it before, you know, because I knew I had a problem yeah. with being in the bed, and I was like, okay, this is real. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have something similar, but I I was able to somehow pull myself before I would pee. When I was a child, I'd be like, oh, let me just check one more time because something is a little off. And then I'll be like, oh, shoot, I'm in my bed. <laughs> Run to the bathroom. Wow, you guys reminded me that that used to happen. I completely forgot this. So I used to, I must have been around seven and I was peeing the bed a lot too. And the only thing, I used to beg my mom to punish me to make me stop so I'd be like I remember my dad bought me like a notebook and I had to write like I will not be on the bed I don't know I don't I think it was the whole notebook I'm not sure um and for some reason after it then I didn't pee the next day and then I was like you need to punish me so that I don't do it it was I completely oh. forgot about that that's so interesting oh. I wonder Very why punishment. yeah <laughs> right yeah very interesting for sure. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, this is great. I, uh, a little different, a little easier of a round table since we were sharing our personal stories and, and being open to one another. I hope you get some good value out of it. And remember, talk about your nightmares, talk about your dreams, talk about your nightmares, your astral projection, your energy sucking entities talk about it. You're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not weird. You're just more open and you're sensitive and you're special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is a lot of healing potential. The moment that we become aware, right, that is a step one of the healing journey. So yeah, support our baby. They are, they have such a close connection to source and it's such an important and vital period to you know encourage and just support and let them know that there's nothing wrong with them yeah they're the future thank you everyone you guys have a great week
You too. Thank you. Ciao.